Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's DonorsTrust.org slash Just News. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the Wednesday edition, where today I try to give you the timeline behind John Durham's new word. He used the big C word yesterday. No, not Clinton, although it's obviously about Hillary Clinton. Conspiracy. For the first time, special prosecutor, special counsel, John Durham, acknowledged that what Michael Sussman was involved in, what Christopher Steele was involved in, what Fusion GPS was involved in, what Jake Sullivan was involved in, what Hillary Clinton was involved in, what the Clinton campaign and Perkins Coie was involved in, was a conspiracy. He called them co-conspirators and said that they were basically running a joint venture to dirty up Donald Trump with false allegations to distract from Hillary Clinton's own scandals like the email scandal, her own Russia scandal with the Bill Clinton speech fees and other things. All right, so what I did is I tried to put that into the timetable. What are the acts of the conspiracy? What are the key moments of the conspiracy? In a second, I'm going to walk through them. But first, I want to tell you who our guests are because we have two great guests today. We're going to talk about two very different but very important issues. First up, Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Yes, he's been going to the floor night after night with Senator Chuck Grassley, his partner in crime, giving daily updates on the evidence that is now overwhelming against Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden influence peddling scam. And last night was no exception. By the way, we were very grateful. He shouted out just the news is reporting on Hunter Biden a couple of times, not once, but twice. How grateful I am for that. But he put new evidence in there this time about James Biden, Hunter Biden's uncle, Joe Biden's brother, saying that he too had his hands in the international influence peddling cookie jar and they lay out some evidence specifically as it relates to china some money comes in on a china deal the same one where they're talking about the big guy getting 10 percent, and at some point lots of money transfers from hunter biden to james biden and nobody knows why no one can explain it so that's why senators grassley and johnson highlighted it put all the records into the congressional records so they're there for eternity and He's going to be here in a few minutes to tell us exactly what he learned. We're really, really excited about that. That is an important conversation. And a couple of years ago, Senator Grassley, Senator Johnson were called crackpots like I was. We were called Russian disinformation artists. They have been proven right, and those who attack them and me have been proven desperately wrong. Not, not just a little wrong way, way wrong. We're going to ask the senator about that and so much more. Then we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back with 
Congresswoman Kat Kamek, she has been one of the leading voices on the border, on supporting police and reversing the defund the police movement, which she's done so very effectively. And this is a hard one because I don't think we're ready for this. We're like, oh, we just got done with COVID. Can we have some normalcy in this world? And the answer is uh, red light warning. Will Rogers, danger ahead. You know what? Because there is a food crisis that's going to follow this energy crisis in America. Kat Kamek from Florida, the congresswoman, she has been warning about this and she has some strong words, I believe, to talk about the Democrats trying to ignore the possibility that we're not only going to have massive food price spikes, we're going to have a global food shortage like what we saw in 2009 under President Obama. Those two things are going to come up back to back. They're important issues. We do this show to alert you to things that other people aren't talking about that are going to be important to you. Now, we're going to get to Ron Johnson in a second, and we're so great the senator can join us. Before we do that, I want to walk you through what John Durham meant when he said that we have a conspiracy for the first time to dirty up Donald Trump, that this was a conspiracy, a joint venture. He called the participants co-conspirators, and he identified many of them. Hillary Clinton, he identified Michael Sussman, he identified Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, President Biden's current national security advisor, Jake Sullivan. They were all involved in propagating, inventing, disseminating, sustaining the false Russia collusion allegations that we know. Part of them are the Steele dossier. The other part is the bogus Alpha Bank story. But there's a timetable, and I want to walk through that timetable for a few minutes. I think this could be one of the most valuable things I do on the show this week. I want to, if there's a conspiracy, there has to be acts that occur. And this timetable, once you hear it, is really, really important. But before we do the timetable, real quickly, I want to point out something, because the smoking gun evidence, like we talked about on the show yesterday, because we broke the new John Durham filing, the conspiracy filing, on this show yesterday. But... There is a very important smoking gun piece of evidence, a text message from Sussman to the FBI saying, hey, I'm coming over to give you Trump dirt and I'm not doing it on behalf of any client, which we now know to be false. It's a killer for Sussman because it locks him into the lie. His lie is in writing, right? But I want to point out something about the way this is worded. When he's coming over to see, Michael Sussman's coming over to see James Baker, the then FBI general counsel, now cooperating witness in the Durham probe. He writes, Jim, James Baker, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the bureau? Thanks. Okay. So what he was bringing over was an allegation that Donald Trump had a... Russia problem. He was coordinating, secretly communicating with the Kremlin through this Alpha Bank computer channel, which, by the way, didn't exist. It's all bogus, right? But why is it time sensitive? Why is it time sensitive? I have to scratch my head because if it's time sensitive, maybe it's related to the fact that the election was only two months off and they wanted to get Donald Trump dirtied up. Or maybe there's something else involved, okay? Something else involved, because at the very moment Sussman's approaching the FBI is when the FBI internally is beginning to create the FISA warrants. And the question I have is, does Durham have any evidence that Sussman was aware of what was going on in the FBI? They shouldn't know because it's a counterintelligence investigation. It should be all silence, cone of silence, right? 
But he seems to think that there's something time sensitive about what he's going to bring over about Donald Trump. Now, maybe it's just the election. That's still bad enough. But what if he knew what the FBI was focusing on? And there's another reason I want to raise this question. Because if you were bringing in a cold crime, I think Donald Trump, you had no idea the FBI wasn't investigating Donald Trump. And you think Donald Trump's colluding with Russia. I'm going to tell the FBI this. You would send a note that says, hey, I think I know something about a crime. I want to report it to the FBI. He doesn't say that. His note says, I have something to help the Bureau, as though he already knows the Bureau is investigating the Trump collusion Russia theory. Otherwise, you say, hey, listen, I got some allegations of possible criminality or intelligence I want to bring you about. He doesn't say that. He says, I got something sensitive, and I think I can help the Bureau with it. Helping the Bureau would suggest he knew the Bureau was already on track with a counterintelligence investigation of Trump. This is a very disturbing message. Very disturbing message. I don't think people have thought that through very much. But the second part I want to uh, go is the timeline. Because if you have a conspiracy, you have to show it. And I want to show you out of the 130 plus court filings that I've gone through, what John Durham has laid out as a timetable in the effort to flood the zone, flood the FBI, the Justice Department, the State Department, the intelligence community, the CIA at some point with information suggesting Trump has a Russia problem in hopes that they would investigate it or leak the investigation. How does it start? It starts on July 5th, 2016. Why? That's the day that Hillary Clinton got cleared, by the way, unlawfully by James Comey, the FBI director, in her e-classified email scandal. Okay? That's the very same day. This can't be a coincidence. Hillary Clinton's MI6 researcher, Christopher Steele, the former spy, walks into the FBI at London and says, ta-da, I've got some information on Donald Trump in bed with Russia. You need to know about it. It's the first memos of the dossier. He does that on the day Hillary Clinton wants to change the topic from her email scandal, which has been in the headline for months, to something else like a Donald Trump scandal. Now, that's important because while that's going on, according to Durham, a group of internet executives, tech executives, led by a guy named Jaffe, They're working with Perkins Coie, the same firm that hired Christopher Steele. They're in charge of Steele. They're in charge of Jaffe. On the Alpha Bank theory, this bogus, they're communicating through a computer channel theory. That's going on in July. But in late July, as the FBI is starting to receive this information, right, President Obama is told a jaw dropper. Mr. President, CIA Director John Brennan says, we have proof, intercepts, that Hillary Clinton has ordered an operation to hang a Russia single on Donald Trump's house to make him look like he is a Russian spy to get the attention away from her email scandal. So the FBI, as it's receiving this information, is already on notice. Hey, Hillary Clinton's up to something. And by the way, the Intelligence Committee knows Hillary Clinton is pulling a fast one. She's part of the conspiracy, part of the effort, at least if you believe the intercept. Now, by late July, as President Obama is finding out about this, in late July... Christopher Steele, who hasn't been able to get the FBI in London to act on his dossier, he flies across the pond, across the Atlantic, comes to meet his good buddy Bruce Orr at the Justice Department, senior justice official, associate attorney general, and says, I got this stuff on Trump. I think you should look at it. And Orr bypasses the field office in London, bypasses the normal places you'd go, and takes it right into headquarters, into Andy McCabe's house, and they get the Steele dossier in through another door clearly trying to, because the first door, the London door, didn't check out. 
Now, the FBI, as they're receiving this, are on notice, as is the president. Hey, Hillary Clinton's ordered a dirty trick on Donald Trump. It's Russia-related, and yet these guys are taking it. All right, that occurs on 30, 31 of July. 31 of July, FBI opens up Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Hmm, how about that? By September, the CIA is sending its warning to the FBI that it had previously given to Barack Obama. Hey, Clinton's approved a plan to tie Trump to Russia as a way of distracting from her email scandal. September 15th, that occurs on September 7th. September 15th, 2016, another lawyer at Sussum's firm briefs the Hillary Clinton campaign on the Russia collusion research. What they've put together as the smokescreen and tells them they're going to plant the story in the media. It's going to leak somewhere. Hmm. If you're really trying to help the FBI, you don't leak to the media. Let the FBI do their job. They're clearly trying to force the FBI's hand by going to the media. Now, September 19th is very important. That's the day that two things happen. Both channels of the Perkins Coie Russia collusion operation activate. Christopher Steele gives his memos, the dossier to the FBI in Washington to the Crossfire Hurricane team. And on the same day that happens, Michael Sussman's walking in the Alpha Bank. They're both flooding the zone on the same day. Hmm. Coincidence like that don't happen in Washington. There's a reason that happens on the same day, and that's why John Durham, I think, begins to call this a joint venture, a conspiracy between co-conspirators. All right, let's keep raveling that co-conspirator. Two days after Sussman and Steele both walked their products into the FBI on the same day, the FBI lawyers tell the Crossfire Hurricane team, you got to refocus. Yeah, you can go get a FISA, but don't focus on Papadopoulos. Focus on Carter Page, who, by the way, happens to be the one in the Steele dossier, right? Huh. So Christopher Steele had an instant impact, it looks like. The two days after that decision to get the FISA's going, the first story about the Clinton-Russia research appears in Yahoo News, Michael Isakoff. So the leak has occurred, the one that... Hillary Clinton's team was briefed on a few weeks earlier. By October, the FBI hasn't announced an investigation and something amazing happens. Steele breaks the protocol. He's an informant now. He breaks that protocol of an informant. He goes to the State Department. He meets with a woman named Kathleen Cavillac. This is a story I broke. And he gives them information on the dossier in Alpha Bank and puts it in through another channel. All right, so they've gone through two different channels at the FBI. They have two different operations coming into the FBI. Now, the two operations are merged because Steele has access to Sussman's allegations. He drops that off at the State Department. Hmm, flooding the zone, another agency. A couple days after that, the FBI gets their FISA warrant, starts spying on the Trump campaign in the form of Carter Page. October 31st, the story leaks out about Alpha Bank. So there's an earlier story about the dossier. Now Alpha Bank is out there. And who is the person that fans the flames? Not some flunky, not some press person for Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton herself tweets out, oh my God, there's a story saying that computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking Trump to Russia. Everybody pay attention. And she releases a statement by her security advisor, who today is, you ready for this? Joe Biden's security uh, advisor, the National Security Advisor of the United States. It's really pretty remarkable, Jake Sullivan. And he says, oh, this needs to be investigated, investigate, investigate. What's going on? They don't know the FBI is an investigation. They're blind to it. So they're trying to force it into the public before Election Day, which, by the way, was only nine days away on November 8th. Now you see Hillary Clinton, Jake Sullivan, Sussman, Steele, Fusion GPS. They're some of those co-conspirators that I think 
John Durham is leaked. All right. So this goes on even after the election. There's one more flooding of the system. Sussman, not satisfied with what the FBI did. Steele, now been fired. So the FBI's lost contact with Steele. All of the Democrats' tentacles into this investigation kind of on the sidelines. Sussman goes, bypasses the FBI, and goes to the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, and he dumps the Alpha Bank allegations along with some other corny stuff it turned out not to be true about Trump-Russia collusion. That's the conspiracy. Flooding state, CIA, FBI 1, FBI 2, Justice Department. They're flooding it from all different directions, and they're all coordinated. Why are they coordinated? Because Perkins Coie is running the operation, right? They're in charge of the Steele dossier. Michael Sussman, the Perkins Coie lawyer, is the guy bringing it to the FBI, to the State Department. Steele goes rogue, gets the State Department involved. Everybody is working to try to paint the picture and sustain the picture and force an investigation that will tarnish the campaign and eventually the presidency of Donald Trump with, by the way, false allegation. There you go. We have it. That's it. That's your timeline. That's your conspiracy. Those are your co-conspirators. That is your joint venture. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Ron Johnson, up next. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks. 
Welcome back from the commercial break. Amanda's going to rejoin us in just a few minutes, but my next guest here is somebody who has fought for the truth in Washington against the mainstream media, against the federal bureaucracy, and all those who've tried to thwart it, whether it was on Russia collusion or on the Hunter Biden influence penalty ceiling. Joining me right now from the great state of Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson. Senator, great to have you on. Well, John, uh, good to be on. You know, when you have done so much work on the Hunter Biden uh, scandal, and you really have been able to frame it for what it is, a influence peddling scandal that made the Biden family millions of dollars. Yesterday, you're on the Senate floor. You made some new revelations that show that Hunter Biden and James Biden were working in concert. Tell us a little bit about what you revealed yesterday. Well, over, over a series of three speeches, what uh, Senator Grassley and I revealed was you know, just corroborating evidence, uh, bank records of the cash transactions or the, the wire transactions between uh, elements of the Communist Party uh, in China and Hunter Biden and his businesses and his brother-in-law and, and or his bro, uh, Joe Biden's brother and his sister-in-law. And, and again, we don't know all the details. We don't know all the information, but I keep making the point that uh, I've got a pretty good understanding of who does know all the details. That would be Chinese intelligence and Russian right. intelligence. And sadly, probably elements within our own federal law enforcement and our intelligence services, they're just not going to tell us. They're not going to tell the American public what they know, the extent that this president might be compromised. Yeah, that's it. And that was the point when you made your investigation in 2020, those first findings. That was the concern that this family was over a barrel, potentially compromised. Um, one of the biggest forces uh, against you has been the news media early on the uh, government agencies who refused to give documentation to you. Uh, you and Senator Grassley were actually painted as conspiracy theorists or Russian disinformation art artists. All of that has been stripped away. People now see with clarity. But what was it like to fight against the media and the federal bureaucracy when you knew you had the truth and they were not telling the truth? Well, it wasn't fun. It was enormously frustrating. We actually had Democrat co colleagues, uh, the, the leaders of the Democrat Party, create a false intelligence document uh, accusing Senator Grassley and I of soliciting then disseminating Russian disinformation. They had it classified. They leaked that to the media. And the media ran with that story for a couple months leading up to the release of our report in September of 2020. Uh, but what our report did, even though it was widely ignored by the media, uh, the day after that, uh, Mr. McIsaac came forward with his laptop. Uh, he offered it to us. We had to do our due diligence. Uh, we had to make sure that it wasn't stolen property. We went to the FBI. The FBI told us nothing. They should have told us they were well aware of it, but they didn't do that. Uh, certainly, Tony Bobulinski saw the, the $5 million that were supposed to go into his joint venture with Hunter Biden went directly to the Bidens. That uh, upset him, so he came forward. So our report really was a catalyst for more information that, again, the news media ignored. You know, there are polls that said that if had the American public known the extent of this scandal, uh, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. So... The point I made, particularly on the floor of the Senate yesterday, is the complicity of the media in censoring, the, the complicity of our Democrat colleagues, the complicity of, for example, those 51 members of the intelligence agencies that wrote the letter giving Joe Biden cover. They interfered in our election to a far greater extent than Russia ever could have hoped to achieve. People need to understand that. People need to understand how serious this scandal is. It's not just it's just not a scandal and corruption within the Biden crime family. It's a corruption and a scandal within our media and within our federal law enforcement intelligence agencies. This, this should be enormous news. But once again, the, the, the media is pretty well shrugging. 
Uh, we have a, a limited mea culpa coming from the uh, New York Times and Washington Post. I called it a modified limited hangout. They learned well <laughs> from the, the Nixon Watergate. Watergate scandal. Yeah, it's amazing. You don't trust that this is a, a real reckoning by the media, right? This is a CYA effort to just get enough on the record to get them back in the game. Is that how you look at it, sir? Yeah, it's a modified limited hangout. It's, uh, it's them providing a little bit of truth to try and get by the moment. I mean, you, you look at that Washington Post article, they're saying, well, you know, some of these emails on the laptop are, are authentic. You know, again, leaving in doubt uh, the bulk of the, the evidence that will continue to come forward from that laptop. They concentrated an awful lot on a sign that was never produced for one of uh, Hunter Biden's office buildings, you know, four keys. Again, they're, they're talking about the small ball portion of this thing when you've got this enormous web of financial entanglements of, the, of Biden, Inc., and you have the corruption in their federal agencies and within the news media itself that really needs to be exposed and people need to be aware of what's happening. Yeah, no doubt. The great lawyer, Jonathan Turley, has been suggesting that if uh, there are charges soon, that maybe there ought to be a special counsel appointed. What's your take on it? Do you think the U.S. attorney is far enough down the road that he can handle this? Or is there reason to believe the Justice Department might meddle? Well, listen, I'm encouraged by what I'm, what's coming out of John Durham, but it's really two years too late. And my concern about a special counsel, if you get somebody, and it appears that John Durham is a person of, of enormous integrity, if you get another John Durham, I could maybe, you know, agree with that. The problem is, is we won't know what's really happening. And from my standpoint, when we're talking about these scandals that have political implications that involve political figures, I think we do these investigations completely backwards. I think Congress ought to have access to all the information. If we see uh, evidence of wrongdoing, of illegality, we can then refer that to the Justice Department. Then they can do more of their investigation. What happens right now is once you start with a criminal investigation, Congress, which means the American people, are completely barred from seeing any of this information. We, we ran into that at the end of the Trump administration all the right. time. As much as President Trump wanted this information out and declassified, we'd always run up against, well, this is that information subject to a criminal investigation. You can't have it, which means the American people didn't know about it. And that was vital information for the American public to know prior to that election. And look what we have right now. We have a disaster on our hands with a president that is unfit for office in a number of ways. Uh, the policies across the board that are weakening this country, uh, it's, it's just tragic what happened. Uh, but again, it didn't just happen. This was caused by Democrats, by the mainstream media, and by elements within our own federal government. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Those are three forces that were aligned and working together. The evidence is clear now. Senator, we got two minutes left. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, we had a story over the weekend that showed Hunter Biden and his business partners tar targeting a Russian oligarch and a Ukrainian oligarch right in the middle of the last Russian invasion. And in that story, there is a sworn affidavit from one of Hunter Biden's uh, former business partners. His name is John Galanis saying, hey, listen, I, I know what was going on. And Hunter Biden and Devin Archer told me they were basically running an influence peddling scheme. They were promising oligarchs and other people around the world access to Washington if they could get their millions. Your reaction when you hear someone that was intimately involved in the business of Hunter Biden say that under oath to a court. Doesn't surprise me at all. You know, one of the things I did in the Senate floor is I just put together the very simple timeline. Two months yeah. following the, the Iranian or Ukrainian uh, revolution of dignity, within a month's time period, you know, Joe Biden's meeting with Devin Archer, now convicted felon, you know, part of that gang that did the uh, tribal bond fraud. Uh, 
they're both Hunter and uh, Devin Archer are being appointed to the board of Burisma. Burisma's president is his assets are being seized in London. Uh, they're reaching out to Alina Badacherna from uh, uh, Moscow. I mean, all right. these things are occurring within you know these corrupt figures in Ukraine and Russia right after that revolution of dignity. The, the, you know, the Bidens are grifters. They are influence peddlers. They've made millions. They've compromised themselves and they've compromised American national security. Yeah, it's just amazing when you hear it. Uh, any doubt in your mind? You know, right now there's all these efforts to say, well, Hunter Biden didn't know what he was doing. He was a drug addict, blah, blah, blah. These emails that you've made public, these documents show a very concerted effort. We've got about 30 seconds of any doubt that Hunter Biden was sound of mind when he was doing this operation. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were using Vice President Biden's position and his name to peddle influence and rake in, vacuum in millions of dollars from all over the world, all over the world. There, there's more than a dozen countries that they were trying to do deals in. Again, they are grifters and they have compromised themselves and America's national security. Well, sir, we only know that because of the determined work that you and Senator Grassi do. And for that, I know our country is very grateful. Thank you so much for the time today, sir. Thanks for your good work. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Amanda's going to rejoin. We're going to be talking to two flight attendants who are suing to get rid of those mask mandates on airplanes. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hey, folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any iHeartRadio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. I used to listen to all sorts of radio on my AM or FM radio. Today, I don't have time to be in the car that often. You know where I listen? I listen on the iHeartRadio app. It's awesome. And they have some really cool new features, unlike anything else in the market. One of them is called Talk Back Mic. Anytime I have something to say, I tap the mic and send my voice message and then listen to hear my voice on one of my favorite shows. Isn't that cool? You can send a message to your favorite disc jockey, your favorite podcast show host. So be sure to download the iHeart app radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart radio app. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I love having this next guest on every time Congresswoman Kat Kama comes on. We make news. We learn something about common sense and are reminded of something about all the silliness in Washington. Congresswoman, great to have you back in the show. <laughs> well, it's great to be back. Thanks so much, John. I always say when I need a dose of common sense, I just try to find a YouTube video of you somewhere. And ah, I feel so much better when I'm done. Uh, it's, <laughs> the craziness in this town is is just there. And we're about to get a little bit crazier because our president has decided to uh, lift Title 42, the health regulation that was protecting us uh, uh, at the border, particularly during the COVID-19 pand- pandemic. Your thoughts about what is about to be rained upon America? You know, this issue of lifting Title 42 is, one, extraordinarily dangerous, first and foremost, and I'll explain why, but two, hypocritical at best. When you talk about the danger of lifting Title 42 and the open border policies of this administration, really what that means to everyday Americans is crime, opioids and narcotics flowing into our communities, and an increase. Uh, pressure on our first responders, and it really drives homelessness. And so when you factor in this, on top of the increased pressure on social services, the fact that we have no idea who's coming across the border, there's um, people that have been apprehended that are on the international terrorist watch list. Right. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I've talked to countless Border Patrol agents, including uh, a conversation that I had yesterday with Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. And I got to tell you, it is frightening that this administration is moving forward with a policy that has allowed Border Patrol agents to turn away individuals who are self-reporting themselves at the border. For example, we we are seeing at times here, even in the last few days, 8,000 illegals being apprehended at the southwest border a day. 8,000 a day. That's huge. And when you factor in the money that they pay, because no one gets across that border without paying the cartels a fee, the bare minimum fee is $4,000. Average, it's about 6,500 to 9,500. But if you just took that bottom number, these cartels are making a billion dollars with a B. One billion with a B. This is big business for them. And they're establishing a narco state along our southwest border, and it's being paid for by the American taxpayers because they are, their business model is counting on the Biden administration continuing to welcome people in and then basically putting them into all the social service programs that we have available. This doesn't even begin to factor in the cost of, of narcotics and what they have on our communities and the money that these cartels are making off of them, it's a disaster. And without Title 42 in place, that 4,000 that would get turned around under Title 42, that now says, okay, all 8,000 come in, but now it's open season, and you'll see that number quadruple. It will be a full-blown invasion, and we cannot sustain or survive that. It's mind-numbing. I mean, they're talking about 18,000 a day. That's 540,000 illegal migrants a month. Then those are just the ones we encounter. It's um, crazy. It, it boggles the mind. Yeah. Now, you had an opportunity. We had Brian Babin on the TV show last night. He talked about the private meeting with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He's the quarterback of this open border. What impressions? I know you can't talk about the contents, but what impressions did you walk away after talking to the secretary? 
I can tell you that every single member in that room was frustrated, including Secretary Mayorkas. There were some very, very strong family discussions going on. And there is just an exasperation, I think, on his part. You get the sense that he's he feels boxed in, obviously, as, as one of the most outspoken members on this issue. My frustration was overwhelming. I can tell you what I said in that meeting, which was I provided the timestamps of the three overdoses that my husband, who is a firefighter in my home, in our hometown, he responded to that night before. And that was three in one night, three in one night. Oh, how tragic. And I shared with him that while he may hear about these situations playing out in communities across the country on the periphery, I wanted him to hear it directly from me as the wife of a first responder, that it is not a matter of if my husband ODs from contact with people that are ODing and he's trying to save their life. It's a matter of when. And when that happens, he will not want to be secretary. In fact, this administration has been under fire, but just like we saw in Virginia, you don't mess with mama bears and you don't mess with fire wives. (laughs) And I I speak for, for spouses all across this country who worry about the implications of an open border and what that means for their first responder spouse. Because as I said, the crime has been skyrocketing. The narcotics pouring into the community are, are just overflowing. It is incredibly dangerous for first responders today because of this administration's open border policies and their defund police movement. This is, is tremendously scary. And in that meeting, I, I wanted him to understand that this is very real. It is not a far away removed situation, but it's something that's very real and and present in every community. So I don't know if anything will change because I do sense that, and we do recognize that this administration is pulling the strings and he at this point is merely a puppet in in the game and the grand scheme of things. Yep. The president called the shots. There's no doubt about it. That is, it's coming from the top. You know, um, it's an entire generation is being poisoned. The leading cause of death for Americans, 18 to 45, is fentanyl. Just think about that. We could save all those lives if we close that border down right away. Uh, Congresswoman, I want to turn to another thing that you are such an important voice on, and you've been warning about it a lot faster than a lot of your colleagues, and now people are catching up to it. This energy crisis is going to spill soon into a food crisis. Rural America is being crunched. There's not fertilizer, costs are going up, fuel costs have run, the tractor going up. Are we looking at a fall and winter where we're gonna have the sort of shortages of food that maybe we haven't experienced in this country ever? Oh my goodness, you know, we've been tracking this for, for several months now. Of course, the situation with Russia and Ukraine has has certainly, expedited this strain, you're looking at 700% increase in fertilizer costs. Wow. And when you compound that with fuel prices, it was 519 a gallon for diesel in my district uh, just this past weekend. You factor in the regulatory environment that is squeezing our producers to death. Uh, this administration has thrown more red tape on them and the threat of uh, new tax uh, taxes and regulations on producers, and then you basically put a bow on it with a pretty scarce labor market, it's looking pretty grim. That being said, we are going to see, I think, food shortages next year mm. because everything is, is you know, in seasons and cycles. Right. 
every one of my producers, as with most of the producers around the country, they have already pre-purchased their fertilizer for the year. Now they're looking at next season, locking in market rates and and signing contracts with the the brokers and the processors. Yeah, the future markets are being set now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that those are, I, I don't think we'll see food shortages this year, maybe towards the end of the year you're going to see a real tight squeeze beginning of next year and into the spring and summer. And, uh, you know, what's happening in Ukraine is a, a very good example of how this is going to impact food shortages and supply and geopolitics around the, the world. Ukraine should be planting right now. Yep. They are not planting. So while this would be a typical growing season and a planting season, tractors are being used for the war effort. Fuel is being used for the war effort. That is going to be a major, major issue as we move into the fall and the the winter because they will have missed an entire season. There will be no harvest next year. Mm. And if you look at the last time that happened, we saw the Arab Spring take place because of a food shortage situation in the Ukraine. And we now have the Muslim Brotherhood as a result. So all of this has incredible ramifications and consequences around the globe, not just here at home. And I think it's all the more reason why we have to have strong, thoughtful, pragmatic leadership in Congress that is really putting American policies first and foremost, focusing on domestic production of our of our energy, domestic production of our fertilizer, our minerals, things that are critical for production across all sectors. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about a lot, really trying to get Americans focused on this issue, because there's a lot of headlines to chase. But at the end of the day, we've got to get back to basics. And you, you've you been leading on this. You were predicting this months ago when you first came on my show about this. So yesterday I tuned into the House Agriculture Committee meeting and the Democrats aren't talking about this. They're not talking about farmers. They're like, oh, well, how can we get more green energy into the farm economy? Farmers don't care about green energy right now. They're worried about just getting through the growing season. How blind are the Democrats to the crisis that they're about to run into? I think it's willful ignorance. They are completely aware of what is coming and what is happening, and yet they continue to march down this path of the so-called Green New Deal and a renewable energy market. And, and I'll give you a great example just yesterday. We had a agriculture hearing on renewable energy in rural America, and I opened up my line of questioning for the undersecretary with, how out of touch are you that Producers across this country are scrambling to basically put fuel in their tractors. And you want to talk about Tesla charging stations in rural America where they don't have enough money and margins to cover their basic fuel operations, let alone make payroll. And let's talk about the fact that they don't even have broadband. And you want to put charging stations in rural America? I think that that screams how out of touch Washington and this administration truly, truly are. And I don't think anybody's against an above all strategy. We want to be incredibly diverse and therefore uh, protected from violent swings in one commodity versus another. But when we have people that are suspending their operations, I've got a timber producer who's going to be suspending his timber operation because he cannot he cannot shoulder the burden of the increased fuel costs, which are pushing $20,000 a week. That is going to then send people home without a paycheck. That's going to stop 
the flow of, of lumber to the mills, which then, of course, trickles down to every sector of our economy, it all has ripple effects. And they're so, they're so out of touch with what is happening in everyday America that it, it's embarrassing. And I've said repeatedly, it's no surprise to me that, Pi, that Biden and Pelosi aren't focused on the price of gas because I can't really honestly say that they have in the last 30, 40 years filled up their own gas tanks. It's very easy to make policies that are yeah. based in grandeur and, and uh, you know, making political statements rather than in reality. When you are chauffeured in armored vehicles and you aren't the one actually getting out and pumping your own gas at the gas station. They're driven around. Yeah, they're driven around. And meanwhile, Americans are struggling to fill that gas tank or that refrigerator because a lot of times that's the choice they're facing. Congresswoman, it is always an honor to have you on. Uh, you are you have been leading the charge in so many things, the border and the food crisis among them. And we're grateful for the update today. Thank you, John. I can't appreciate you enough for all the work that you do in highlighting these issues. These are the real issues. And thank you for just continuing to put that out there and being the voice of reason. Yeah, we got to get the truth out there. And uh, you help us do that every day. So we're really, really grateful. Thanks so much. Thanks, John. Have a great rest of the week. You as well. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up right after this commercial break. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at TakeLean.com. That's TakeLean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at TakeLean.com. One more time, TakeLean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
All right, folks, welcome back. It's always great to have you here. We are so excited to always host you here to try to bring you great interviews like we had with Ron Johnson, Kat Kamick today. But I also want to tell you about the special offers that our partners, our advertisers, our sponsors give you, the listener. Because you're a Justin News fan, because you listen to John Solomon reports, you get special opportunities. And here's one of them. This is one of our new family members, our new sponsors, American Financing. Inflation is taking a bite out of your wallet. It's certainly taking one out of mine. And wouldn't it be great to add a little money to your budget, right? To your wallet. You should. You know one way to do it? You can refinance. According to our friends at American Financing, it's an easy way to get back up to $1,000 a month. Save 1000 buckaroos. That's a pretty good deal. Oh, that's a month, not a year, a month. When you want to have that in your pocket while gas and food and other things are eating up the costs in your household, well, it's easy. So all you have to do is call American Financing. If you start soon, you may even close in as fast as 10 days. That's pretty fast. All you got to do, call 866-890-7706. One more time, 866-890-7706. Or you can also go and visit AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. Let them know John Solomon sent you. Check it out. Refinance might just save you the money you're looking for. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, check out the TV show tonight, Just News, Not Noise, on Real America's Voice, Dish Network 219, Pluto Network Channel 240, on the Roku app, the Apple app, the Samsung app, the Just the News app. Just hit the watch button. You're good there. We're going to have Alan Wilson, the very active and victorious attorney general in South Carolina. He's filing lots of lawsuits, winning all the time. He's challenging, along with Ashley Moody in Florida and some of the others, he's challenging the airline mask mandate that the CDC is still imposing. That's going to be a great interview tonight. Check it out. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country. As he always has, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 800 248 Five six thousand. That's one eight hundred two four five six thousand. Or visit taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. Taxnetworkusa.com/slash/victor. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite 
under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now, get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider.